Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. I hope you've been adding these keys to your spiritual key ring. Uh, we've been studying from Luke chapter 11 the keys to the open door. Uh, keys that Christ gives us that opens God's storehouse of blessing and brings us into the presence of God. These are keys to prayer. And we've studied now five of these keys and we come today to the sixth one. Uh, let me read for you just a little bit from Jesus' teaching in Luke chapter 11. He says to His disciples in verse 11, If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? We've come today to the, the sixth key of prayer, and we'll call this the key of purity. What do we mean by that? Well, pure prayer is praying with right motive. It's not simply praying to get something. Rather, can I point out to you, it's praying to get someone. We immediately think of prayer as bringing our alphabetized list to God and saying, all right, God, here's my list of demands. It's really awful how we treat the Lord in prayer, how little reverence we have, how we, we make our demands of Him and we treat God like Mr. Fix-It when we get in trouble. And uh, God says, no, no, when you come to pray, uh, your earthly father knows how to give you good gifts. I know how to give you the best gifts. Well, what is the best gift? Well, listen to the verse again, verse 13. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? He, he assumes here that those who truly know how to pray will not be asking simply for things. They'll be asking for God's presence, God Himself. You see, so many times we get wrapped up asking for blessings, we forget the greatest thing is the blesser. And if we have Him, if we have the God who is all, the God who is all-sufficient, then He brings everything else with Him. You see, what I need today, what you need today, is the Lord. I don't need something from the Lord. I need Jesus. I need the Father. I need the Holy Spirit. Did you notice all three members of the Godhead are in this verse? Christ, the Son, is the one doing the speaking. He refers to the Heavenly Father, and He says the Heavenly Father gives the Holy Spirit. I love that. The purest prayer is not the prayer to get what you want. The purest prayer is the prayer that says, Lord, I just want to be in Your presence. I want You because I know that Your Spirit is life. And do you remember the story that Jesus has been telling? He's actually told two he told a story about a man who went to a friend needing what? Bread. And then he told a story about a little boy who comes to his daddy asking for what? Bread. Why use this analogy? Well, bread is the equivalent of life. It's symbolic of life. You need life. You need bread to sustain life. Now he comes to the bottom line, to the whole crux of it. He said, what you need is the life that only the Holy Spirit can give you. 
What is the Spirit? The Spirit is life. The Apostle Paul teaches us that. Even all the way back in the very beginning, God made man of the dust of the ground, breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of life. And every good thing is connected to the Holy Spirit's work in our life. We need His fullness today. We need His leading. We need His comfort. We need Him. Now understand Jesus is speaking to disciples before Pentecost. So He's teaching them something about the wonderful person of the Holy Spirit before the Holy Spirit is sent to indwell every believer. We're actually living on the other side of Pentecost. Think of this. You have more than the disciples had because the disciples in Luke chapter 11... Uh, they can pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to be given them. But the Holy Spirit didn't indwell every believer every day, continually. And yet, from Pentecost forward, He does. And so, in one sense, you don't have to ask for the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. Someone said to me, do you have the Holy Ghost? Oh, yes, I got the Holy Ghost. When did you get Him? 36 years ago, I trusted Jesus as my personal Savior. And on that day, I received the Holy Spirit. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So I have the Holy Spirit. And yet there is an application of this truth, and it is this, that every day we should ask that the Lord would fill us afresh and new with the person of the Holy Spirit. You see, we have Him already within us, but we need His fullness. We need Him overflowing every part of our life. We need to yield to His control. We need to pray every day that the Holy Spirit would guide our thoughts, would guard our words, would govern our actions. Every day we should be praying to the Heavenly Father, Father, may the Holy Spirit control my life today. And Jesus said, how much more shall your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? By the way, why do we need the Holy Spirit? The very next verse begins a new section in Luke's gospel record, but let me read the first phrase or two. It says, And he was casting out a devil, and it was dumb. So immediately after this instruction on prayer, what is Jesus doing? He's going into spiritual warfare. He's battling with the devil. He's casting out unclean spirits. Could I remind you today that there's a lot of unholy spirits in this world? And that there are a lot of spiritual people who don't know the Holy Spirit? And that there's a spiritual war waging. And we're in the middle of it. We're living on the battlefront. We're on the, the front lines, if you will. And the only way to have victory, and the only way to know the blessing, my friend, is we must have the power of the Holy Spirit of God. He is your bread. He is your life. He is your sustenance. Without Him, you cannot live. And so today, when you come to God in prayer, don't simply ask God for things. Ask God for Him. Did you ever wonder why the Lord Jesus spent so much time in prayer? I mean, look, he, he is the Son of God. He has all of the divine resources at His disposal. I truly believe this. I believe the Lord Jesus spent much time alone with God, not simply to get things, not simply to, to get resources. I believe He spent so much time alone with the Father just to be with Him, just to commune. And I believe the most honorable motive, the most sincere and sacred reason to pray is not to get something from God today, but rather it is to commune with the Father yourself. 
And then to come out of that place of communion filled with the Holy Spirit of God, ready to face any devil that pokes its head up today. You see, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And out of the overflow of your prayer closet, out of the overflow of the Father's abundance, you'll have everything you need to meet the devil and the world and the flesh that you're about to face. Use the key today of prayer and watch God open the door. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey. Thank you.